Hi everybody, welcome to Long Term Memory. My name is Jack. And my name's Colin. Jack, how are you? Happy New Year and all that stuff. Yes, Happy New Year to you, Colin, and the listeners. It's 2021, 2020 is now behind us, so let's try and forget about that. You're not much of a New Year's <laughs> Eve man. <laughs> so no, I, I love this chat, like 2020's all behind us. Everything is still the exact same. Yes, uh, but, If anything, yeah. it's about to get worse. So it's, it's such good chat. <laughs> but yeah, um, I'm not a massive New Year's Eve guy. We sat and watched the telly. Um, we've started watching The Shield. Um, I've seen it before, Lisa hasn't. Yeah. Um, so we battered through some episodes of that and some more below deck as usual. That was our fucking party central New Year's Eve. Yeah, me and Carol are a couple of things and we got the karaoke machine out and kind of a little bit of karaoke just to play <laughs> but it was fun, so nice. trying to make light of a, a pretty crappy situation. But yeah, 2021, it's going to get worse like Colin says, so uh, strap in. Something that got better for us actually, um, we got an email through using our website, <laughs> you can get in contact with, with us over at wrongtermmemory.com. And I'm pretty, pretty keen on these type of emails coming through, to be honest. So the guy that emailed, kudos to him. I'll let you read it, Colin, because he's, he's angry at you, so he is. He is very <laughs> angry at me, yeah. Um, so this was obviously off the back of my comments last week about my lack of desire to listen to any podcast by Sir Captain Reginald Thomas Moore, whatever he is. Um, so this came from I think Captain Thomas Moore at Hotmail.com which I liked um, as a keen listener to your podcast I was disappointed after hearing Colin's question to whom would listen to an hour of my podcast because I'm some old fart who is 100 years old I find this extremely distasteful and offensive <laughs> I would like to politely remind you that the parting of my left buttock has more life experience than Colin a mere quack out of my ring piece would hold more <laughs> knowledge and wisdom than an hour's long conversation with him. Thank you if you've been ever so kind as always, Jack. They bought Thomas. <laughs> Thomas Moore. Fucking cheeky old bastard. Um, so, that, yeah, that, 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 yeah, that was good. Um, if, listen, it's, it's free content, so by all means, send us abuse. <laughs> send us stupid emails like that, because I actually find it quite amusing. Um, we've both got access to that inbox and I still forwarded it to you because I thought it was that funny even though I knew you'd already seen it just to double check that I had seen it and read it yeah so all for the hoax emails it was very good enjoyed that one now after New Year your memory can be a little bit hazy and I do realise that our whole stick is kind of not remembering things but we're going to bring a how to and basically we're going to tell you how to improve your memory according to science and shit Colin so how would you how would you actually rate your memory? I've got a really bad one. Um, <clears throat> I've got a good memory, but not for anything that's actually helpful. If you know what I mean, like I've got almost almost a photographic memory for things like pop culture and movies and TV shows and who's been in what and when we recognise somebody on the TV, where we recognise them from and song lyrics and all that sort of stuff. All the pointless stuff that you don't need. Like, so I'm very good at a pub quiz, but in terms of like birthdays and all that sort of stuff, I'm hopeless. Um, not very good. Um, so I think my memory probably isn't as good as it should be. I just choose to remember the things that I find interesting, probably. Yeah, see, that's kind of where you kick off. The first tip that I found to sort of improve your memory was to assign an importance to a memory that you want to keep because you, you tend to remember things sort of in proportion to how important they are. So I kind of, when you said birthdays, I presume you remember your wife's birthday 
I do remember my wife's birthday. Yeah, but... I remember, I remember my wife's. I've got a, I've got a thing in my head that helps me with this stuff though because I remember my wife's birthday because it's exactly a week after my daughter's birthday. Right, I remember my daughter's birthday just because I, that's in my brain. I always remember that. Mm. I remember my dad's because the day and the month used to be the used to be the code for the global video card we grew up. Right, okay. Right? Right. So that was always in my head. But to this day, I genuinely have to always check with Lisa mom's birthday. That I can't for whatever reason I can't get that stuck in my brain. Um, I'm always within a day or two of it but I'm never confident on what which of the days I always think it is um, so I need it linked to things like my daughter's birthday is different passwords and different things that I use for various bits and pieces as well so that's always in my head but other birthdays and stuff like that I just can't remember them I just can't get them in my head well my dad was the 13th I always remember that because he, he was unlucky always said he was unlucky and then my mum was the 12th not the same month but I always remembered it because it was the day well it was one before 13 basically so yeah. I, I tend to remember them and I remember Cairns but apart from that actually three people in my life that I know their birthday it's kind of like when you walk in the house and you you bang your car keys down somewhere you're never going to remember where they are because it's so unimportant to you at the time you know yeah like I, saying that I, I, I put the keys in the same place but Cairns is awful for it like they could be fucking anywhere like when she comes in, absolutely anywhere, and she never remembers because but it's not important. When you get home from work or you've been out shopping, it's the least important thing in your mind is just popping yeah, the keys no. down. That's why you tend to sort of forget shit like that. So that's the first step. If you want to try and convert something from your short-term memory to your long-term memory, try to assign an importance to it. I don't really know how you do that, to be honest. How do you make something unimportant important? I don't know, but that is the first step that I found. Yeah, I mean, I've I've done a couple of courses and work before, but it's all been about um, and improving your memory and improving like how you remember and how you learn things. And I've done sort of imagery stuff, like where everything has to have an image associated with it, and you remember the image, and then that brings the whole story of the thing back to you. Well, that's what I'll um, on to the next point. Actually, I suppose if you want to talk about that. Um. Yes. Yeah, so yes. Yeah, so assigning. Basically, is that the drawing one part yeah, of it? Yeah, so if you're assigning images, then I suppose drawing something might help you remember something, yeah. Yeah, so there's recent studies have shown that drawing a piece of information can help that memory stick around. Um, scientists aren't completely sure why this happens. Um, one school of thought suggests that the brain works a bit like a muscle. It needs to be flexed and toned, just like any other muscle in the body, to function at its peak. Um, the Mayo Clinic suggests doing crossword puzzles, using an alternative route to get to work, learning a new language or instrument, or volunteering with a new community organisation. Basically, anything out of the ordinary or new to you that requires your brain to do something that's not done before or think about new topics. And that's kind of what keeps it ticking over and keeps it at its kind of optimum balance, which, although they can't prove it, it does sort of seem... It does, that does make sense to me when you think about it. Well, the, one of the, those Nintendo mini-machines, I don't know what it was called, but that's kind of what they were selling things on, like, oh, improve your memory, do these memory puzzles, and you'll, you'll definitely... They were selling it very much as a, yeah, memory workout. I think it might have actually been called that, memory workout. It was, I remember, yeah, it was those... It's not the Nintendo Switch. It was the other wee handheld thing they had before that, and it was, like, the brain training and stuff. It was, like, a Chinese man. Yeah. yeah, Nintendo DS, and it was a wee Chinese doctor's brain training. I remember it now. Um, people were obsessed with that for a while, weren't they? And it was like we used to do coup puzzles and all sorts of stuff. Yeah, like the thought of sitting down and doing a crossword 
or a Sudoku. Just makes me want to stab myself. Um, but I have been learning new things. We sort of spoke about this, so I'm maybe doing some things to improve my memory. But we'll, we'll, I suppose we'll see over the coming months and years if my memory gets any better because I have been doing some things out of the ordinary. Sleep seems a very obvious one that during sleep your brain sort of consolidates your memories basically I think that's what they're trying to get at so when you're sleeping your brain sort of working even though you're sleeping to put your memories in order and if you don't sleep enough your memory will get fucked we don't sleep particularly yeah. well both of us so it's probably not something that I can click my fingers and start sleeping better and then my memory will get better I just don't think that's going to work no, it's definitely not going to work because I've been trying it for about 15 years and it's still not happened. So um, I'm not, I've said, we spoke this before, but I'm not an insomniac around for that. When I, go, when I do go to bed, I do have a good sleep and I like a nap in the afternoon and stuff like that. It's just that going to bed always seems like the last option because I, when I lie in bed, I can't just automatically fall asleep. So I don't like going to bed until I'm actually ready to immediately fall asleep which means you end up sitting up late watching stuff or playing the computer and all that sort of stuff but if you've got like a windows pc people say sleeping is a bit like defragmenting the hard drive like you need to right. do that maybe once a year or so on the pc because it makes sure all the files run smoothly and gets rid of all the cache and all that sort and of you still need to do that is that still a thing that people do like i've not used well, a windows know. pc in a while but even back know, in the day years but when I, I, I remember it being a thing but i did have a windows pc uh, maybe it's maybe they've got better now. I doubt it. I don't know. Like, I used to remember doing it all defrag it. You would defrag it and nothing would change. It was just <laughs> like the same shitty computer you had. Oh, I remember getting some sort of joy out of it. Like it did help things that sometimes. Nice. I think. Oh, fuck. Another thing they do suggest that I am. Nah, I don't do this either. Exercise basically because that increases the blood flow to the brain and that improves memory and even reduce the risk of dementia and the sort of recommendations that you should be doing like 150 minutes of exercise per week type thing. I used to play you fives, but I've not played fives in a while, sorry. Um, not played fives, obviously, since lockdown, but even, so I was getting 60 minutes of exercise a week, but I was playing once on a Monday, and that was it. I walked the dog, but that's not sort of strenuous exercise. I never come back in with a sweat on. I probably should be exercising more. I am, let's be honest, fat. So, um, uh, but hey. Yeah, we're it's we're kind both, of like hey. Oh, that, that's a bad we're attitude. Both in the, <laughs> we're both in the same position there. Um, I would quite like to do a little bit more exercise. We've kind of had conversations now because I now work from home all the time that we're probably going to get a dog in the the not too distant future. Well, um, get a doggy. It's looking like it's looking far more positive than it ever has jack um however lisa quite rightly doesn't trust me that i'm going to walk it and look after it properly and not leave it all to her so i'm going to start going out walking more regularly and getting used to doing that to kind of show her that if we got a dog then i would do that sort of thing so we'll see how that goes in the new year all these new year new me and all that nonsense we'll see how long it lasts Dogs are wonderful creatures but they as a pain ass at times man see it's pissing the rain or frozen or x y and z yeah, and you need to yeah. go out because, well, you need to take, you need to go out. It's, it can be annoying, but the the pros definitely out with the cons, mate. So I would definitely uh, push forward with your quest to get that dog. Yeah. 
Yeah. Plus, okay. me and you live very close to each other, so if the weather's really, really bad, we could take turns and just walk both the dogs at the same time. I'll take Charlie and my dog, and vice versa. That's half the walking for us. That's an idea. Yeah, yeah. We've already got that. We've got that plan in place, mate. That's something else you can you can pitch to your wife and say, look, even if it is wet, Jack will take your dogs out. <laughs> ah, there we go. She listens to us every week, so, so there you go. Oh, yeah, you, Lisa. Lisa, yeah, yeah. I'll, I will. I'll help. Right. Good stuff. Um. So, other than sleeping, there's other unusual ways that the scientists have kind of decided to also help don't they like things you probably wouldn't think of um the first one which i found weird because it's, it's pretty much encouraged not to do it at school where you probably should be trying to remember is chewing gum um apparently when you're learning you should chew gum um because studies have shown that it allows for more accurate and improved reaction times and it helps your brain to actually form memories properly um, gum. A study um, of in the UK found that gum chewers' test scores were twenty four percent higher for immediate word recall, and thirty six percent higher on tests of a delayed word recall. Um, mm. Why do you think that is? Because I, I really don't know. No, I don't know. I'm not. A, I'm not a scientist, and I wasn't privy to the the study that has taken place. But there seems to be something. Like, it's kind of like. I wonder if it's something to do with, do you know when children are drawing or are doing something, concentrating and their tongue comes out, their wee tongue pops yes. out? Maybe it's something to do with, the, just something to do with the mouth in general, just moving about, I don't know, <laughs> would that get the blood flowing to your head, like a head <laughs> exercise and you'll, <laughs> like just I don't know, chew. because I don't know. That, that whole like, when you see them with their, t- their, their tongue out to concentrate and stuff like that, I never trust them that that is why they're doing that. Because kids mimic so many things and copy things, so it could be that they've just seen one person or that they're aware of the idea that when you're thinking, you stick your tongue out and that's you concentrating and they just do it almost subconsciously. It's not actually a real reaction, it's just something they think you should do in that situation. I think so, it's one of, I think it's been proven to be one of those like things that doesn't matter what culture you're in, so it doesn't matter if you're from Sweden or Thailand or Britain or Jamaica kids do it all over the world like smiling is a universal thing and I think kids sticking their tongue out when they're doing something when they're concentrating something is pretty sort of universal so I don't know about the subconscious thing but I don't know I don't know if it's got anything to do with chewing gum moving your eyes from side to side supposedly although it sounds a little bit crazy can sort of stimulate your memory and it's said that horizontal eye movements help activate and link the two brain hemispheres. See, this sounds like absolute fucking pseudoscience to me, as if you're <laughs> joining them together. But again, a study found that participants who moved their eyes back and forth for 30 seconds each morning performed their memory task better by an average of 10%. So not it's not total quackery by the sounds of it, but just because one test finds it, I don't know if these results would be repeatable. You know, that's the sort of sign of a good study if you can... Do another study and get the same results. I don't know if maybe the I don't know. I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. Stop asking me these questions. Colin. <laughs> right, okay. Here's a question that you can answer. Then just go back to the chewing gum one. What's your favourite chewing gum? Don't particularly have one. If I were, if I went to the shop and I don't buy chewing gum ever, it would be green extra, I suppose. All right, okay. Yeah, plain old mint chewing gum. I would I would always go with the juicy fruit. I think. Um, you think? All oh, right, right, okay. Do they still do that? Uh, the strips. Yeah, uh, yeah. You still, you still get juicy fruit strips, yeah. 
Um, it's weird because I remember uh, there was a time when everybody bought like chewing gum. I used to buy chewing gum every single day when I was going to work. But it, it seems to be something that's dying out a little bit. I'd like to know the sales figures for chewing gum. I reckon it's in the toilet. You think it's going down a bit? Yeah. Aye. I, I had a bad, it's a bad experience with chewing gum. I chewed a chewing gum for so long when I was young that it kind of, I don't know, it powdered, it powdered up or something in my mouth. And it kind of put me off chewing gum for a long time because I chewed it for too long. It sort of disintegrated almost. And it was like I couldn't get it out of my mouth. And how you overreact as a child, and I thought it was like the worst thing ever. But it definitely put yeah. me off for a long time. What, you're afraid of dying and stuff like that? Yeah, I was like, Mum, um, spitting and saying, this is the worst thing ever. But yeah, that put yeah. me off for a while, I think. So maybe it links back to that why I'm not a big chewing gum person. But yeah, that's a good observation, mate. You don't see it as much anymore. You don't. Um, I, I remember my younger days. I did. I did a power of chewing gum swallowing as well. Oh, oh. Especially like at school and stuff like right. that. I used to just think nothing about swallowing chewing gum, and it's genuinely awful. Like apparently, is it really? Is it again, actually bad for you? Or is it, or was it just well, one of those rumors? I was going to regurgitate this nonsense fact, which is probably bullshit, but this uh, it sits in your gut for like eight years or something like that. I'm not sure that if that can be true, or if that's just something they say to children to shut them up. Or to stop them from doing it, but um, if if that was true, like for a good, pretty much all through my school life, my gut must have been full of chewing gum. Yep, yeah, yeah, I had that over seven years or something. It would stick about for, but I don't think that would be true. To be honest, I think your body. I think it can be. The no, body's pretty body good at getting rid of shit, man. Yeah, yeah, like it breaks down all sorts of stuff. What's so special about fucking chewing gum that it's, the acids in your body and stuff can't break that down? Yeah, there's no, there's like. There's some coins that if you swallow and if they've been eroded a bit and the sort of shinings took off them that your stomach acid will put holes in the coin before you pass it. So if it can fucking basically melt metal, it can get rid of a bit of chewing gum, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, totally. That's, that sounds like just a bullshit thing they tell children, isn't it? I mean, just think it sticks with you, I suppose, but... Yeah, well, it's taken me 36 years to see through it, so... <laughs> uh, well done, mum and dad. Mm. <laughs> Clenching your fists, supposedly, as well. Again, you, you might think that's something you do when you're angry, but, again, another study has said that it activates brain regions related to memory retention as well as anger. My oh, fucking knows. I, don't, I just don't know how robust these studies are, but, again, I just copied and pasted them, mate, so... <laughs> there is definitely... There, there, is, there is something to it, because... I did um, a couple of introduction courses to NLP um, through work a good few years ago, so like Neuro Linguistic Programming, which is basically what Darren Brown does. Um, Darren Brown is like a, a chief practitioner of it. He's pretty much, if, if you think of NLP as like karate, he's like your fucking Daniel son, he's a black belt. Um, and I did like an entry course to it. One of the things that taught you was how to put yourself in a good state of mind and how to take yourself to basically a happy place. So we did this exercise where you had to think of something that made you happy and then you they basically talked you through how to trigger that memory just by touch. And at the time, it was I chose one of my knuckles and basically for a long, long time, I literally anytime I touched my knuckle, that memory did come right back into my head. So for um, one single memory, you, pro you program your brain basically? Yeah, um, to, to react to you touching one of your knuckles. So, And it was all about just clearing your brain and taking you to like a happier place sort of thing before it then started a lot of the stuff about 
a lot of it's about the language you use and how you say things. That's basically how that whole stuff works. Right. Um, it's really, really interesting. Actually, something I'd love to do more of, but it's super, super expensive. Um, every workplace I've been in since, I've tried to get funding for it and tried to suggest it, but it's just really, really difficult. Um, but it, th there was something in the whole clenched fists or touching part of your body and making that link to memory. So I, I can believe that one. Yeah, yeah fair enough. Um, sounds, yeah, sounds believable. I, I'm kind of surprised that on the list isn't like a smell thing because smells are really, for me anyway, if you smell something sort of unusual, it kind of yeah. all seems to spark a memory like of that the last time you smelled it or something. I'm not talking about like your normal smells, but something maybe a little bit out of the ordinary. Like you get a buzz of cinnamon from somewhere and it takes you back to eating a cinnamon bun or something. I don't know. <laughs> like, it yeah, no, I get it. Back it, to eating food, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's just it's not something that you can really control, though, I suppose. Like, you, you can't, like, trigger your brain to, like, okay, smell cinnamon just, just now. Right. So it's, it's probably maybe not as applicable as just clenching a fist or painting a picture or whatever. Um, but I, I definitely would work. Smells totally take you back to places and stuff like that. There's, I, I talk about Florida in every single podcast, but genuinely, Florida does have a smell. Oh. Like you get off the plane and it smells like Florida. It's mad, but it's true. You know, I, I can understand that. And the the sector I work in, I can get behind this next one as well, which is sort of using un, unusual fonts to read something. Um, supposedly, the, the increased concentration makes it easier to remember what you've read now. I sort of know this to work with people with dyslexia if they use Comic Sans, which is a, a roundly pounded font by everybody else because it looks kind of comical. But because of its slight oddness, it slows it slows you down when you read it. Basically, you can't read it as fast. So it makes it easier for people with dyslexia to read. I know that. Uh, so right, maybe that. when, if you want to remember something, yeah, apply a different font on your Word document and you concentrate more reading it. You need to concentrate more, basically. So it goes in, that's basically the, the science and inverted commas behind that. So I can kind of understand that one. That makes sense to me, anyway. Yeah, no, that, that does make sense. That's, that does make sense as well. I think it kind of linked to that as it was doodling. Um, you kind of, it's another thing, though, like chewing gum that you would get in trouble for in the classroom. Like, yeah. you shouldn't doodle. Um, I am very, very bad for doodling. Um, not so much now because all my meetings are, are virtual now. So basically I'm sat in front of a webcam and you can only really see my head and shoulders. So I've usually got my phone in my hand and various other things and doing other stuff. And sometimes I've got the PlayStation on or the TV on with the sound down and all that sort of stuff. Um, but in work situation, like actually in meeting rooms and stuff like that, I was terrible for having bits of paper or my iPad and my pencil and doodling. And the thing I did the most was a bit of paper and my name and basically just filling an A4 bit of paper, my name, over and over again in different fonts and different sizes and writing it sideways and upside down and basically... <laughs> See if there's any psychologists listening, by the way. You can get in contact with us at wrongtermmemory.com <laughs> and tell us what's, what, what that says about somebody. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like writing I'm, your name over and over and over again, man. Uh, People have commented on that before, like uh -huh. about you, about your weirdo and stuff like that. Um, but I, I think it's because I'm not very good at drawing, or I, I used to not be very good at drawing, so I couldn't doodle and draw nice pictures and stuff like that. So I used to always just draw my name over and over and over again because I can do that really well. But I've been doing it for a long time. Yeah, laughing as well supposedly um, can improve your score in short-term memory tests. 
after watching a funny video for 20 minutes, your cortisol levels uh, are lowered. Right, okay, so that's something down the way. And this hormone is associated with stress, which negatively impacts the memory. A good dose of laughter will improve your memory, supposedly alongside your overall health. We can kind of get behind that, I suppose. Again, the science behind it seems a little bit iffy, but I'm not a scientist, like I said earlier. Laughter is the best medicine, isn't it? According to Patrick um, Adams, which is one of my favourite films, I will have nobody say anything bad about it. I, I have it. never seen it. Never seen it. I enjoyed it, mate. You it's Robin like Williams, it. isn't it? Yeah, it's Robin Williams. You wouldn't like it, but yeah. I, I like Robin Williams. Yes, but I don't. I don't think you would like the type of film it is. It's very is it, sort of is he not comedy. It's a, a clown or something. Based on the real guy, Patrick Adams, basically, who right, right. very much thought that laughter was not the best medicine he was still giving people real medicine but sort of came up against at the time like deans of medicine that weren't very happy with his techniques x y and z but he wanted to make the kids laugh and have a good time so it's one of those sort of airy fairy stories you know yeah very much lots of piano music and stuff and sadness and happiness at the same time but it's one of my favorite films patch adams He's dead though, isn't he? Robin Williams, isn't he? he yeah, he killed himself. Yeah, killed himself. Sad. Yeah. That is sad because he was like a proper, proper funny guy. He was literally a guy that could could be funny being himself in interviews and stuff like that. He was able to do stand up and be funny and also be a comedic actor who was very funny. Like He literally had it all, but I suppose it just it doesn't matter sometimes. Life just gets on top of some people, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, so sometimes you're, you're just wired slightly differently, no matter how outwardly lols you are yeah you're, you're obviously a bit fucked up the head so that was a that was sad but patch adams uh, definitely up there one or two more mate before we we wrap this probably shorter episode than normal up but it is new year we're just getting back into the swing of the shit things as colin so happily reminded us all about earlier yeah, so the next one um, is, amazingly, this, this will affect your memory, is practising good posture. Okay. Um, which, which, listen, I suppose this is important because um, every workplace I've been in over the years, I've had to do like, risk assessments and you've had like desk assessments and chair assessments to make sure that you're in the optimal seat in your work and you're the right length away from your desk and your back straight man. and your yeah. hands are straight. And in the last year or so, I've just been fucked off home and nobody's, nobody's given a toss, Jack. Um, I was offered a chair. I was offered a desk. But I already had a chair. I already had a desk. I didn't bother. Um, but I, I don't know. Like, I, I know for a fact the way I sit in my office now in the house working from home isn't the best way to sit. Um, I know that I have one of my screens far too high, another one far too low. Um I don't, I've got a separate keyboard they gave me, but I don't use it. I use my keyboard on my laptop. That is terrible for you, man. Yeah, I use second screens and stuff like that. I've got two other screens that I use, so I don't really look at the actual laptop monitor, the laptop display, but I use the keyboard on the laptop and I use the trackpad because I just can't be bothered having the keyboard and the mouse out on my desktop. Um, So this one is probably quite a a suitable one because I bet you a lot of people are in that sort of, Areas and especially like some people are working at kitchen tables and on couches and stuff like not everybody's lucky enough to have a proper working space at home at the moment and they're forced to use it so apparently studies show that posture can measurably affect the memory and um, it's likely that the memories you recall while slouching with your eyes cast downward will be negative in nature 
Um, give this a try. Apparently, no notice how slouching impacts your mood. Conversely, sit up or stand up straight and tilt your chin up. And now it's nearly impossible to recall and dwell upon negative memories. Um, as a bonus, sitting up straight may boost blood flow by up to 40%. Um, I can definitely see some some truth in that because I, know, I used to work in sales and I was on the phone, like selling mobile phone contracts and stuff like that years ago. And I genuinely could, I would perform better when I stood up in my chair. So you'd have a couple of calls and you'd get a little bit of a bite, a possible sale. And I would quite often stand up and get the chat going and stuff like that. And I'd wander to the left and wander to the right, pretty much as far as my wire would allow me to um, while I was talking. And it, that definitely did work and did make a difference. So again, I can probably see some truth in that as well. There's going to be people coming back to work who have had a bad posture for months who will just remember fuck all, basically, because my posture is yeah. terrible. I know my posture is absolutely awful. And that's the end of that sentence, basically. <laughs> <laughs> Stop having bad posture, Jack. Yeah, I've, got, I um, I've actually I've actually straightened my back now as I'm um, talking into this mic. And let's see yeah, how like, positive I feel heading into the next section. Eat yeah, a Mediterranean diet. Oh, no, not for that. That's put me in a bad mood. I'm going to slouch again. Uh, we know that eating right is important for brain function. Fair enough. Uh, research shows that diets high in your old vegetables, omega-3s and fruit will help preserve our memory as we age. Yeah, 100% makes sense, all this stuff. 100%. My diet's terrible. Awful. Terrible. Really bad. <laughs> my, yeah. My diet's not so terrible, man. My issue is the, the volume of stuff that I eat is, is probably the worst thing uh, because I do eat some stuff that is generally okay. But I just eat far, far, far too much of it and far too much of the stuff that you shouldn't eat. The problem with the Mediterranean diet is it, it's proven to help in all, basically all facts of health and stuff like that, but yeah, it's fish. It yeah. And I don't eat fish. That's a lie. I, I, I eat prawns. I'll eat prawns. Hot. Yeah. I like scampi. And that is pretty much it. I don't think we should be eating fish. They're fucking disgusting. They swim around in their own shit and they eat, eat each other's shit. Um, they've got scales and hundreds of bones and big eyes that we shouldn't be eating them they're horrible yeah I'm not a fan of fish myself I did try and take cod liver oil for a while but um, it was coming back on me so like any wee oh. tiny burp and it was just like fish all day yeah well, you don't know, want that do, you do not want that it is not great let you cover the last one, mate. Again, this is something that I can probably totally understand and get behind, but it's not something that I'm going to be... I'm not fucking pulling out the meditation mat anytime soon, basically. <laughs> yeah, so this this one is meditating. Um, research shows that even those with no experience in meditation can improve their memory recall in just eight weeks. Um, regular meditation improves your ability to focus and even pass tests. I can testify to this as it definitely affects my focus and short-term memory when I fall off my meditation track. That's not me, by the way. That's me reading out this fact. Um, studies at Harvard Medical School revealed that people who meditate have more control over alpha rhythm, a brainwave believed to filter out distractions, allowing more important things to process. This is, however, only one hypo hypothesis. Meditation is known to significantly increase blood flow to the brain and multiply storage mechanisms, ensuring that your brain retains the ability to store new memories now and as you age. Um, I've it's, tried it's a hard one. I've, I've tried. How uh, did you find it? Hard, really difficult. I tried the uh, 
sort of apps. You get meditation apps, the, the app buddies that tell you, like, try try even 60 seconds to start just without thinking about anything. It's, it's almost impossible to start with, but it's one of those things that over time you can obviously train your brain to do. I would love mm. to be able to take 15 minutes a day and sit in my arse and not think about anything. I think that would be really cleansing for the mind. It would be brilliant. But you need to commit to these things and I've obviously not. Like I tried it for about a week and I think I got up to say that I think I was getting better at it. I was maybe got to like the old meditate for maybe even just three minutes or something and I was trying to do it before I went to sleep. But then once I stopped the meditation in inverted commas, it just went back to, my brain just seemed to go back to normal so I was lying in bed again just, didn't seem to help and I'm kind of like you in a sense or like maybe like a lot of people where you just want things to work now and then like very impatient yeah. like guitars and keyboards and shit as a child oh I can't what I'm not Jimi Hendrix yet yeah well <laughs> fuck that and I don't want to do it so yeah that's on it's me it's difficult yeah the other thing as well I, I, I don't know if this is just a a waste of Scotland male thing or if it's a male thing in general but I can totally see all the benefits of meditating and I've read stuff about it and I've tried various bits and pieces but I think it's really difficult to do it and not just think I'm, I must look like a dick. I must look fucking ridiculous just now, just like, am I shut concentrating on nothing? And yeah, I, I think that I can put you off. I, I listened to um, Wim Hof, who is a Dutch sort of expert in this sort of stuff. He does a lot of ice therapy and meditation and stuff. And he was on Russell Brand's podcast about a couple of times, actually, over the last couple of years. And I went through a little bit of a stage of doing his breathing exercises. Um, he's got a video on YouTube and you just basically sit, you can sit on the couch and do it. And you just mimic his breathing exercises. And it genuinely is amazing. Like, it feels amazing. And it, it totally chills you right out. And I maybe did that for about a month and really, really enjoyed it. And then I didn't do it for a day or two. And, that's and then I didn't do it for a week or so. And I've never went back to it. So, that's the thing, yeah. Yeah, maybe that's something I'll maybe try again, the old Wim Hof stuff, because I was trying the ice cold showers and all sorts of stuff that he talks about, and I thought it was awful. It did sort of help and stuff like that, but I just can't commit to anything, Jack. That's part of the problem. Like, it's just so easy to fall off the wagon. I've a routine of doing good stuff, yeah, that's yeah. it. And it's far easier, and, and this is putting a YouTube video on and sitting on the couch and breathing differently. Yeah, there should be nothing I, easier. I, yeah. I, and I, I can't move myself to do that twice a day. So, I mean, that's part of the issue with everything, I suppose, rather than just this. But yeah, I'd love to meditate. I did that that um, Headspace app as well. I yeah, that's the thing. I, I, maybe I was talking about, I think that's got a meditation bit in it, maybe. Yeah. I downloaded that and paid for a year. Uh, it was like a special offer because so it wasn't expensive. Oh. I reckon I did it three times. Um, I, I just, it's... Is it the one with the wee cartoon app. videos? Yeah, there's cartoon videos right. and you put your headphones in it talks you through it and all that sort of stuff. But yeah, I, I, I would sit and do it and I'd be thinking, I wonder what's happening on Twitter. And there's nothing happening on Twitter. Twitter is a fucking, it's just a streaming text of nonsense. But rather than doing something that could potentially be better for you and help you and all that sort of stuff, that's where my brain wanders to. Or I wonder what's on the telly. Or I wonder what I'm having for dinner. Hmm. And I just can't get myself in a brain situation where I can take advantage of this stuff. It's a shame. Because we're missing out. Yeah. One thing that we did miss was uh, be social. So interacting with your friends and peers is known to ward off depression and other stressors, which again are linked to memory loss. So next time, 
we do get to go to the pubs, that can be a good excuse. I'm trying to improve my memory. Yeah. Yeah. I've <laughs> the only time I've been in the pub this year is with you. Um, we've been to the pub what, three times this year, I think. And yeah, to watch a couple of soccer games. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and I've been one other time as well. But I, it's been few and far between. But that that's somebody was talking to me about drinking the other day and alcohol intake and all that sort of stuff and I was saying I'm not much of a drinker anyway so lockdown and all that sort of stuff I'm not missing going to the pub in terms of drinking but I'm totally missing just that the I hate to say this word but the banter I've been no, in the no, pub I know what you mean now. it's I feel like such a wanker saying that right but banter lads um, but just that senior pals and chatting in, in a pub environment it's, there's not there's no other environment like it I think for just having a laugh and a chat and just enjoying yourself and I think that's a big thing that I'm missing um, so yeah I can totally get on board with the social one man for sure yeah we can definitely get behind that if you want to actually read the the sources basically that I got these from you can check in the website wrongtermmemory.com uh, in the show notes there's links to where I've basically found these facts and while you're there if you've enjoyed it uh, go on your podcast app and you've heard it before but if you've not already done it please leave us a wee five star rating it, it definitely helps us it really does so it does go yeah, it definitely does. Um, I think we're at 87 reviews now. I really want 100 reviews. Yeah, we want 100. Um, I said to you last week, um, like, use your partner's phone as well. Use your mum and dad. Just, if you've got access to iTunes, just go and do it. Um, we'd really, really appreciate it. Um, we're enjoying doing this. We're looking at some different plans for this year in terms of maybe a little bit more structured um ideas for what we want to do on a week-by-week week basis. Yeah. yeah, rather than just thinking about a random topic and doing it um, with, with a, some initial thoughts and some plans but we're, we're probably going to sit down maybe this week or next week and try and fire some stuff out and think what we want to do but we're not going anywhere so please get on board with it and listen every week and leave your feedback and all that sort of stuff um, we we thoroughly enjoy doing it and we hope you enjoy listening and by now everybody has turned off but if you're still here uh, thanks for listening guys we'll be back with you on Thursday with a short term memory about Formula One. Sorry, couldn't find anything interesting about January the 7th, but some people like it, so we'll speak to you then. Cheers. Bye.